0: Hi there, welcome to New Frontiers Church, and thanks for joining us today. Um, Have you ever prophesied? Or have you ever been prophesied to? Uh, You know, it can be life-changing. I can remember uh, a number of years ago, my wife Emma and I, we had uh, both independently had experiences where we felt God was calling us to move to the United States. Um, it was very unexpected, because it wasn't something that like, we'd even talked about or even considered before. And the thought of it was uh, somewhat exciting, but at the same time, it was scary. You know, We had four young children, and moving away from our church and our families uh, to move to a whole different country, it just seemed rather daunting. And so, of course, we were questioning ourselves, did we, did we really hear God on this? Uh, And we were praying that God would confirm it uh, to us and so on. And, you know, we went to a large Christian conference. I can remember there were thousands of people gathering to worship. And uh, it was during the worship that my wife, Emma, uh, she was just really engaging with God about this. And uh, she felt him say to her, take up your cross and follow me. And right at that moment, a woman who was standing next to us, just worshipping, she turned to Emma and she said, I'm so sorry to just interrupt you. I just felt I had to tell you that God showed me that you're going to be moving. And I think it has to do with the United States. It was prophetic. right? This woman had no idea what we'd been wrestling with. But can you just imagine uh, the peace, the confirmation, the faith that that prophetic word gave to us and even after you know many years uh you know during difficult times uh, when we may have wondered was it really god who called us here can we really trust him to fulfill uh, those other words he gave us about our children living here we can look back and we can say yes yes there's no denying that was god so let's keep on praying let's keep on believing and you see that's what prophecy does It confirms, it strengthens, uh, it imparts faith and hope. It brings direction, because it's God who is speaking. Uh, Just a quick basic definition of what prophecy is. Uh, It's essentially a revelation that you get from God that you feel prompted to share for the benefit of others. So it's a public uh, proclamation of a revelatory experience. Uh, And that experience, it might be God revealing something to you in his word or it might be something he's been speaking into your heart. It might be a vision that you see or maybe a picture that God gives you uh, to communicate a message. It might be uh, for the purpose of of one person or more typically a gathering of God's people. But, you know, the effect that it can have is life-changing, which is why I just want to challenge you today that if you are a Christ follower, this is something that you are called to pursue and to practice for the good of others and for the advancement of God's kingdom through his church. Now, why would I say that? Well, because of what we read in Acts chapter 2. Now, we've already seen how uh, before Jesus ascended to heaven. He told his his disciples to expect the promised Holy Spirit to come upon them and to empower them to be his witnesses. And then we read in Acts chapter 2 that it was on the day of Pentecost that the Holy Spirit came. Everyone who had gathered there in the upper room, they heard the sound of this mighty rushing wind They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire resting on each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, it says. And they began speaking in these languages that they'd never learned. Spirit-inspired speech, all declaring the wonders of God that uh, no doubt the Spirit was revealing to them. They were all, in a sense, prophesying. And it drew this uh, crowd of Jews who had come to Jerusalem for the Feast of Pentecost. uh, Jews who had come from many different nations and who spoke different languages. And they were astounded because they heard their own language being spoken by these Galileans. What on earth is going on, they said. And so Peter gets up and he quotes the prophet Joel saying this. In the last days, uh, God says, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all people. Um, And this is that, says Peter. What you're all witnessing is the fulfillment of Joel's prophecy. It's happening. We are now in the last days. This is the age of the spirit. And it's the age we're still living in today and which will continue until Jesus returns. And what will characterize This age of the Spirit. What did the prophet Joel say in the Old Testament? Well, Peter reminded them. He said this, Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my Spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. You see, it's the Holy Spirit who uh, gives people the ability to receive revelation from God and then be able to proclaim it for the sake of God's purposes. Now, of course, you know, we see that happening all through the Old Testament. Uh, Joseph's the whole life, I mean, that was prophetic, wasn't it? He had visions that spoke of God's purposes and that put him onto the world stage. And then what about Moses? I mean, he was the most outstanding prophet, coming down from the mountain with revelation from God, speaking God's words to his people, giving them an identity, making known to them God's saving purposes. Then later on in their history as Israel started turning away from God, there were prophets who called them to repent and to return to the Lord, warning them of the consequences if they didn't. And then eventually, when God's people were sent into exile, we then have uh, these prophecies from Isaiah, Jeremiah, uh, Ezekiel, Daniel, giving them hope for the future. And then, when a, a remnant returned to Jerusalem, uh, there's the prophecies of Zechariah and Haggai, you know, encouraging God's people in the rebuilding program. Uh, and all of these prophecies were by men who spoke from God as they were being carried along by the Holy Spirit. That's how uh, the Apostle Peter put it. Uh, He he was later to write that in his second letter. And somewhere in the middle of it all, there came the prophet Joel, who spoke of God pouring out his Spirit in the last days. And, And not just on a few individuals, but on all his people. On young and old, on men and women alike. And the evidence would be, that they would be able to prophesy, right? Any of God's people would be able to speak from God as they were inspired by the Holy Spirit. And then, you know, as we come to uh, the New Testament, we find John the Baptist, who is uh, a bit like a bridge between the Old Testament and the New. And he, he looked like one of those Old Testament prophets, you know, calling God's people to uh, repent and prepare the way for the coming of the Lord. But he was also the herald for this new age of the Spirit that Joel had foretold. Because he said to the people, this coming Messiah, he's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And so what John the Baptist announced, Peter was able to confirm on the day of Pentecost. This is it, he said. This is it. This is what Joel prophesied. It's now being fulfilled. And then if you read through the book of Acts, what we see uh, through the story is uh, the incredible effect that dreams and visions and prophecy had in extending God's kingdom in the earth. How it uh, shaped the church and how it advanced the gospel. I mean, just for example, in Acts 10, Peter himself received a vision that was uh, to lead him to share the gospel with Cornelius, who was an Italian. Uh, and with his whole household, and they all came to faith and received the Holy Spirit. And it was a huge breakthrough for the gospel, because you see, it crossed this big cultural barrier. And so Peter then had to go uh, to Jerusalem to explain to the other apostles what had happened. And he must have prophesied to them you know, what God had shown him in this vision, that the gospel was not just for the Jews, but for the Gentiles as well. And then we read about this uh, group of prophets who came from Jerusalem and were visiting uh, the Greek church in Antioch. And one of them was a man called Agabus, and he prophesied about a great famine that was about to take place. And it stirred the church to action uh, to send financial relief to their Jewish brothers who lived in Judea. And these were massive breakthroughs. It was revolutionary, actually, because the, the kind of age-old barriers that had separated Jews and Gentiles, they were being broken down, and it was happening in response to prophecy. Uh, a little later on, we read how at Antioch there were prophets and teachers who must have made up the leadership team of the church there, and it was while they were worshipping and they were uh, seeking the law together that we're told, Uh, The Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work that I have called them to. Now, how do you think the Holy Spirit spoke to them in that meeting? You see, surely it must have been because one of them prophesied. And it then led to the Apostle Paul's first missionary journey and the gospel going out far and wide. Another significant breakthrough. But it came as a result of prophecy. Uh, You know, our church, New Frontiers Church, is part of uh, a global family of churches of over 2,000 churches now all over the world. And it started with just a handful of pastors in the southeast of England who were uh, getting filled with the Holy Spirit and they were beginning to meet together uh, uh, to pray and with a vision to see the church restored to New Testament practices. But as they uh, gathered to worship and pray, different ones of them began to prophesy under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And it was at one of those meetings that someone had a vision of a a herd of elephants stampeding through an impenetrable jungle, making a way, making a path where there hadn't been one before. And it was their combined strength that uh, broke through creating this path For others to follow and then uh, this man prophesied you know there are no well-worn paths before you but together you can accomplish more than you could ever accomplish alone and it was that prophecy that led that band of brothers to conclude that god was calling them to work more meaningfully together to band together as a family of churches on mission and so they called themselves new frontiers and you know that prophetic word really set our sights on world mission it broke new frontiers out of the southeast of England to go all over the world and so now we've got churches in over 70 nations around the world and, and in some of the most unreached places on earth but that breakthrough happened as a result of prophecy. I can remember uh, another breakthrough that happened in my previous church. I was pastoring uh, near London where we'd seen very little growth. I think only about one convert in about three years. In fact, we're probably having more people leave the church than being added to it. And so we were praying at that time, I remember, and fasting even. And and every week we gathered to pray. And it was at one of those uh, prayer meetings that someone brought a prophetic word to us. Uh, It was from a story in the Gospels about how the disciples, you know, they'd been fishing all night, caught nothing. And then Jesus told Peter to cast his net on the other side of the boat and they had a net breaking catch. And the word was brought to us that we needed to cast our nets on the other side. Now, our town had a railway line going through it and... Uh, Our church met pretty much on one side of town, and all of our members were really from that part of town. On the other side of town, uh, the other side of the tracks, as it were, uh, it was poorer. I mean, that's where uh, many lower-income families lived, and, and we felt the Holy Spirit was saying, cast your nets onto that side. And so we went, we leafleted a whole bunch of uh, houses, inviting people to come to Alpha, uh, an Alpha course we were running. And to our surprise, a number uh, responded and came. Uh, And so we rented a building there for our offices and we held some events there. And do you know, over the next 18 months, we baptized around 40 people. Felt like a revival, but it happened because we took prophecy seriously. We acted on it. As many of you know, uh, know, our church here today uh, used to be two sister churches that came together as a result of prophetic words. And the vision that we now have to uh, train younger leaders and multiply ourselves across the seacoast, that has been fueled by many different visions and prophecies given to us over the last few years. Um, You know, there's a reason why the Apostle Paul uh, wrote in uh, Thessalonians, First uh, Thessalonians five twenty. He says, "Do not despise prophecies, but test everything, and hold fast to what is good." You know, prophecies are not infallible. We don't always get it right. In fact, the Apostle Paul told the Corinthians, "We prophesy in part." You know, it's why we have to test everything. You know, does it accord with Scripture? Does it glorify Jesus? Uh, does it sound like the kind of thing that God might say? Uh, do we sense the witness of the Holy Spirit in this and, and so on? And if we agree that the answer is yes, then we're called to take it seriously, to, uh, to hold fast to it, which means you know, to pray into it perhaps, to act on it. Because prophetic words, they can bring direction. They can bring solutions. Uh, they can motivate action. They get us caught up. In God's great purpose. Prophecy gives vision to the church. Now, I saw a dry riverbed with dead fish lying in the bottom, and then suddenly water came to fill the riverbed and it revived the fish. And there were fishermen on the banks of the, of the river pulling out this great catch. And I felt that the Lord would say to us, my spirit is going before you to revive those dead places because there won't be a catch without the Holy Spirit moving to draw hearts to himself. But I want you to know, my children, that I am also drawing your hearts too. There is a reviving I'm doing in you in these days so that you'll be sensitive to the, the leading of my spirit so you'll know those places where the water is flowing. That was a prophetic word that Julia Powell brought to us at the beginning of the year. You see, prophecy stops the church from becoming parochial and inward-looking because it's always pointing us to God and what he is doing. And it really does help to shape the life of the church. It's why uh, Terry Virgo wrote, Our church, he says, should be throbbing with prophetic life and motivated by prophetic vision. Because, you know, the Bible says without vision, the people perish. It's prophetic vision that keeps us moving forward and focused on the goal. It's why the Apostle Paul wrote um, in 1 Corinthians 14, he says, you know, eagerly or earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, and especially that you might prophesy. And the context that he's talking about there is when the church gathers together to worship, as we do in our Sunday gatherings. And it's in that context that Paul says the Holy Spirit gives gifts to each one of us to share for the common good. That might be gifts of healing, a gift of faith, a gifts of prophecy and so on. And he says we should earnestly desire these gifts, ask God for these gifts, but especially, he says, that you might prophesy. Now why is that? Well, because uh, in verse 3, uh, the Apostle Paul says, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding and encouragement and comfort. Right? It strengthens the church. Or as I heard someone say, uh, prophecy in our worship has uh, an upward theme. Right? It builds us up, stirs us up, or cheers us up. So in our church gatherings, you know, as we begin to engage with God in worship, We should expect that there would be prophecy, uh, words that would strengthen people in their faith. In fact, we've actually begun to uh, restructure our church gatherings uh, to make more room for these kinds of gifts to be exercised. Again, Terry Virgo, uh, who wrote the book uh, The Spirit-Filled Church, he, he talks about how in Ephesians 2, the church is called the dwelling place of God. It's it's the place where God chooses to manifest his presence through the Holy Spirit. And he said this, he said, God demonstrates his presence in the church by gifts that he has distributed. We must therefore arrange our church meetings to uh, allow adequate opportunity for him to manifest his presence among us. As a church church, Uh, we've really sensed that God is calling us to do that more and more, uh, to arrange our church meetings, to make more room for these Spirit-inspired contributions. Now, what might that look like, do you suppose? Well, maybe, you know, we just sang uh, the song, Jesus Be the Center, and then uh, someone gets up and prophesies, Uh, I sense the Lord is saying, uh, I want you to know, my beloved people, that your heartfelt expression of devotion and your desire to have me at the center of your lives has stirred my heart afresh. And I want you to know, I celebrate over you, says the Lord, that you're not just singing into the air, you're touching the very heart of your God, that I myself am singing over you. And then maybe someone else kind of jumps up in the meeting, feels prompted by the Spirit to start singing a prophetic song like uh, Christy Hoffman so often does. Uh, It might be improvised from Scripture or maybe words given by the Spirit, uh, a love song from God to His people. You know, God singing over us as songs of deliverance, songs of His care for us, as songs that bring us peace and comfort. Or maybe... Uh, Someone just read a scripture, like uh, Nehemiah 4, you know, how God will fight for us. And then someone gets up in response and says, I feel God is saying, I am mighty in battle. And it's when you feel that you're going through conflict, when you're feeling oppressed, I want you, my people, to put your confidence in me, says the Lord, to bring your thanksgiving and praises to me, even in the midst of the battle. For I am calling you to be warrior worshippers, like my servant David, and you will have the joy of seeing your enemy flee from the onward march of my kingdom. For I am indeed mighty in battle, says the Lord." And then someone else starts singing the song, you know, through our God we shall do valiantly and so on. And then maybe the meeting leader after that says, is there anyone here who's going through a battle right now? Because we're going to pray for you. Uh, Is there anyone who is sick? Because we're going to pray for your healing. You see, when we're all responding to the promptings of the Spirit, giving room for him to move in our gatherings, it's like he is the one who is kind of conducting the meeting. And can you see how uh, those kinds of words, they can strengthen, they can encourage and comfort people? You know, I've known uh, people whose lives have been changed or experienced a significant breakthrough because of prophetic words. And sometimes they've been really simple. I mean, you know, uh, I see you, says the Lord. I know the thoughts of your heart and I want you to know you are not alone I am closer to you than you could ever imagine and I will not leave you I know a woman who was contemplating suicide sitting there in a meeting contemplating suicide when a word like that came and it brought her back from the edge sometimes Uh, It might be an unbeliever who is present, who hears a word like that and suddenly becomes aware of the the reality of God's presence. Like the Apostle Paul says, actually, in 1 Corinthians 14, when he says, the secrets of their hearts will be laid bare so they will fall down and worship uh, God, exclaiming, God is really among you. God is here. I long to see that happening more and more, don't you? let's believe for that let's believe for that it's god's promise to us he said that in these last days they shall prophesy so can i encourage us all to be earnestly desiring to do so let's be asking god fill us lord with your holy spirit Uh, ask him to give us these gifts to revive us as julia prophesied earlier in the year right let's be listening for his voice Let's be ready to share those revelations that God is giving us. Because, you know, even the kinds of prophetic words that come in these times of worship that encourage and comfort us, you know, it's still to the end that we are strengthened as a people so that we can engage in God's work and see him extend his kingdom in the earth. And so I just pray, I just pray right now that Jesus would fill you with his Holy Spirit, right? Be filled with the Holy Spirit. And may you receive revelation in these days that you also might prophesy for his kingdom's sake and his great glory. Amen. God bless you.